Yeah, buddy. It's your boy. It's your boy microphone. Is, is it? Yeah. All right, is that your new, is it your rap nickname? It's my new, yeah, my MC name. Microphone. DJ Microphone. So you have a tiny phone. DJ Mike. No. Welcome to the Survivor Turning Back Time podcast, the only Survivor podcast that says, Kill me! Do it! Do it now! <laughs> that, that was my Jeff impression. I'm your host, Stephen Levine, with my co-host, Jared Sheldon. Jared, what's your Jeff impression? I, I fucking soft-rebooted because I forgot <laughs> that there were two Jeffs. There's... And I went, I, this whole time I was sitting there going, why is, he, why is Arnold Schwarzenegger his impression of Jeff Probst? Hey, everybody, there's two whole Jeffs. Well, now there's only one, and yeah. Yeah. honestly, thank God. <laughs> the world finds ways to even itself out. Either like Australia, where you just call him Varner, uh-huh. or this time you just call him nothing because he goes home early. Yeah, that's why I really didn't bother learning the last <laughs> name. <laughs> Oops. Oops. Well, yeah, but like nobody else on this episode or on the show this season calls him anything other than Jeff. Yeah. Like, I feel like in Australia, they called him Varner. They did, because I think they got sick of having to refer to each other as Jeff. Like, which Jeff do you mean? Yeah. In which we'll this, talk about right at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, this episode had a little bit of that. Yeah. Anyway, how was your week, Ben, Steven? Uh, it's, I mean, it's not. it hasn't been too long since last I saw you. My sense of time is warped. Go on. Well, I had... Yeah, okay, I had a thing this week, or since we last saw each other. Um, I did... A reading with Remy Bumpo Theater here in Chicago, uh, assistant directed slash acted. It was a weird combination of things because the the play, I was playing five different characters, one of which isn't really a character. So for those of you that don't know, with staged readings, because you are only having the actors read their lines, but like a lot of stuff that's happening on the stage isn't choreographed or planned. There's usually somebody there reading the stage directions so that you have some context to things that are happening to the characters if they react to them, but we're not able to like put them up on a stage for that event. It's very jarring if you've never seen the stage reading. That's true. So I was reading the stage directions, but I was also reading the slides, which are not the stage directions because the slides were a narrative device, like a slideshow to oh. talk to the characters. <laughs> okay. So I had to differentiate those. And I was playing Voice of God three different characters that were talking to them as well. So, hold on. So, not only were you an omnipotent voice. Yes. You were an omnipotent voice. Well, the other three were... <laughs> I say Voice of God because the characters don't come on stage, but they are the they are the men that those women loved or that they were involved with during their lives because they're kind of like in a purgatory. Okay. So disembodied voice, but not, I guess, voice of God was misleading. Okay. All right. Well, all in all to say, it was a very strange experience for you. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was. I had a great time. Okay. But it was also on a Monday. So I keep forgetting that it's Tuesday. Um. So I'm like, because I, I took a half day at work yesterday and like used half a day of PTO because that's when we had rehearsal. And so I keep thinking it's like, Saturday, but like I worked today. It's very my mind is fucked. <laughs> yeah, I I feel that. Like it was 
Monday was a weird day in that it was kind of quiet, so we got a lot of stuff done at work, and then today was the day where all shit hit the fan. Is your boss back? Yes. And... The boss I didn't just name before we cut that yeah, out. Let's not... <laughs> let's not dox somebody here. <laughs> Whoops. Um, Sometimes I forget we're recording. <laughs> we're not just, like, hanging out talking. The mics would should make that obvious, but... I'm not a smart man. Well, no, it, you do. You get in a vibe where you're just. Yeah. You're, I'm hanging out with my buddy. It's it's nice that this podcast. I'm doing it with you, someone who I would talk about just stuff in general, and but yeah, you do slip into. Oh, we're just talking. Like the outside world doesn't exist here. Yeah, it's easier. And then you say something, and it slips you into. Oh shit! I shouldn't have said oh, that. Yeah, I always remember for myself because like I'll be like, oh yeah, people can hear. What like I don't want to say things that like that are going to be on the record. Like I don't want to say things that are going to be on the record that incriminate myself, uh, whether that means like socially or otherwise. Um, but for you, I forget that you you're such a perfect human that I forget that you could be incriminated with anything. That is very much not true. Stephen is not a perfect human. You are a Boy Scout. That is well, I wasn't a Boy Scout. I was a Cub Scout. Of course for, you were. Like. Hold up, not even like a full year, like half a year. I did, oh, I did like the slot car derby or whatever you call it. Oh, yeah, that's all I remember. I did Awana, which is basically uh Boy Scouts for those in the evangelical cult. I remember that. That yeah. okay, you want to what? I want to leave the evangelical cult. <laughs> You want to get to emails? Hey! Emails. If you want to email us, feel free to do so. SurvivorTBT at gmail.com. Or you can message us on Reddit. You slash SurvivorTBT. Or you can message us on X at SurvivorTBT. Jumping into emails. We have a couple that we're still chunking through. First one uh, from <laughs> Connor. Connor, hey, hope all is well. Don't know. Start date for Pulau. It's one of my favorites. It has so many firsts. Hope Jared doesn't dislike it for its for a few things. Uh, plus, they three have episodes the, in, I'm having a blast. Yeah. Plus, they have the one and only Brown Buff Tribe, and that's oh, that's fun. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it talks about some. Maybe we can get some people in the future. Uh, so Jared, be nice. I no, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. <laughs> If that happens to be nice, that's cool. And I did see this before we started episode one, and I was like, I'm not going to tell him. <laughs> Thank you. I I could tell you. I could tell you who to be nice to, but then you'll be nice to them. No, yeah, that that ruins the experience. Exactly. Also, like, you're under the implication that me being nice is more likely to get them on the podcast when Johnny Fairplay came on because I bullied him. <laughs> I don't want that to be the option either. If, like... We're not going to pull punches, but also, like, please, f we we like you, and that's why we're doing this. You're also reading this the episode after I spent, like, <laughs> half the time being like, I think Bobby John is a serial killer. Yeah, that was, that was a take. He kind of grew on me a little bit this episode. Okay. I think he's just a psychopath when he's in competition mode. I I mean, that's what I said, so. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to argue with you on that one. <laughs> Also from Connor, don't know if it'll make it in time for episode one. It it did, but we didn't have time to read it out. I have a question for the episode and a statement. First off, I'm big on this season and have it on at number 11 on the first 40 seasons. Wow. 
uh, great characters, moments, lots of firsts, and some really cool challenges. This is what I this season is what I expected coming off of All Stars. Okay. My question is, do you think Wanda could have done anything else besides stop singing so much to not be picked for a tribe? Uh, seemed like she was well-liked enough to avoid being at the very bottom. Jonathan, he dug his own grave by not bonding with anyone. Also, with uh, Joe's vote off, I could see getting rid of her at the second tribal or third. But don't you guys think that it's a big mistake to get rid of her first? No, I think getting rid of her first made that tribe more more uh, coherent immediately. Really? Yeah. Okay. I This is not a group of people that wanted to be led with a heavy fist, and it is a rugged group of individuals. I do think there's something psychologically with them starting the first full day playing in a purely individual game that fucked with Long more than it fucked with Karor. Weird. Eh. It also, you have a tribe full of beautiful freaks. Like, they are all, (laughs) they all look so athletic and, like, they were picked from a modeling agency Mm -hmm. that cannot work together at all. Someone that, in my opinion, in Joe, that is going to, like, try to corral them with an iron fist, like, it just, it was never going to mesh well at all like you think James is the kind of person that's gonna listen to somebody barking orders at him especially when it's so structured as like all right two hours work one hour rest or whatever the schedule is like I just don't see that going any better than it did the first two days well it it, yes I see what you're saying but also there's nowhere to go but up I mean they've lost three immunity challenges thus far sure yeah yes I I We'll talk about that more this episode. I okay. don't think that that is necessarily a team cohesion issue as much as it is challenge structure and the advantage of getting ahead early. To answer the earlier question. The Wanda one? Yeah. Um, not be old. <laughs> yeah. I, like, legitimately, I think that's it. I I think you're right. I think... <sighs> yes, you could maybe. And, like, Willard did. The difference is... In these early seasons, at least, women are more likely to be the target early than men because they are seen as weaker in these physical challenges, rightly or wrongly. Mm -hmm. To be an old man is something that you can, okay, you might be early on the chopping block, but is it can be balanced out by having stronger men. Being an older woman is not balanced out unless you have Stephanie on your tribe. Who's an athletic freak? She's badass. She's yeah. so badass. <laughs> like I said, we'll talk about that during the yeah. episode. Then uh, once again with the immunity challenge was pretty great. Yeah. So you, it is harder to have the allotment on your team for having an older woman than it is for having an older man. Unfortunately, especially because sometimes challenges do get gendered. They do, and uh, we saw a little bit of that today. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Tough. It's all tough, and I. I do think there's something you can do, and it. What's it? Hindsight. How would yeah. you know? How do you know to make friends with one specific person on the opposite sex yeah. to get maybe drafted into a tribe? That didn't work for Angie. It didn't work for Angie, but she got there. Um. Yeah. Moving forward, Josh. Email from Josh. One, Wanda and Jonathan were among the pairs considered to be team captains for Survivor Guatemala. 
Yeah, that's fair. So they thought they probably should have been. They thought, hey, let's let's bring them back since they really didn't get a chance. They didn't. No. <laughs> they get into this at the reunion, but Jonathan wasn't picked because they found him weird and creepy. Oh, okay. I don't. Yeah, I don't know anything about that. Wanda implied after the season that Jonathan was the one who said the N word. Oh. Oh, yeah. Okay. Fuck him. Though she didn't confirm it, and the interview no longer exists online. So, I feel like the interview no longer existing online is a... I'm not saying it's a confirmation, but it is... Uh, that's odd. Jolanda said it was a young white male who was who forced production to separate the pre-jurors, who said uh, it, it at least seems to fit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and even before you said that, you know, I was going to say, I obviously don't know the man. I don't know if he was creepy or not, but it seems like every single woman that was on the season thought that, um, or at least had some reason not to ask him to be on their tribe. Sure. Sure. And if that's the, if that's what happened, all right, well that makes sense. Cause he is like, he seems pretty fit. So it, it I thought it was just like a, Oh, well he's, he's a glory hound. He jumped off the boat too early. Stephanie's more of an asset because, like I said, the the way that they gender the challenges sometimes. Let's get this guy out of here. Um, but that is a compelling narrative. That yeah, that that changes things a little bit. Pharmaceutical sales rep is usually just code for aspiring actor slash model. Really? <laughs> Reality TV fans call these people mactors. Huh. Interesting. I had never heard that before, but that's that is interesting. Hmm. From Tyler. Tyler, Jonathan has uh, is married, has two children. Jolanda served on the Houston City Council from 2008 to 2011. Cool. And in 2022, she was elected to the Texas House of Representatives as a Democrat. Cool. Meaning, I, I have to look that up because I did not know that. And I wonder how that second... Well, obviously the... Uh, Oh, would she be serving right now? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she'd be uh, going for her first re-election this year. Okay. Well, Good then for her. I guess we will not be interviewing Joanna at any point. Yeah, no, I don't think she wants me as uh, <laughs> I mean, hey, I'm sorry now, Joanna, I'm endorsing you. Uh, I don't know who's running against you, but I'm endorsing you. Uh, a Texas Democrat? Yeah, that tracks. Yeah. <laughs> Rob has a podcast had a segment based on Wanda called The Wand Off where listeners send in song parodies based on the episode that has just aired. That's pretty good. That's I'm I'm impressed. I would like to hear some of these. I can't imagine any of them are good. Honestly, good for Wanda. That's a bigger like footprint left on the show than a lot of early boots, if you can call her that. Fans actually refer to the season's immunity idol as the Immunity Willard because of how much the idol resembles Willard. <laughs> now... I cannot Hold unsee up. that. Holy shit, that's so true. I I need to go back and look at this immunity idol because is it is it posture? Is it the I think it's head. It's head. I think it's his head. Because it's bald? I think so. Oh, okay. <laughs> Alright, let's do one more email and then we'll we'll jump into the episode. These emails are awesome. Thank you guys. Yeah, thank I I don't cut these short because I'm like sick of the content i'm cutting it because we're here all day exactly that we we have a lot of stuff to talk about and like i said when it's going good it's going good when it's not so good maybe we want to spend more time in the emails (laughs) that's true (laughs) yeah this one's from carl carl's episode one email 
Good to have the pod back. I think someone else linked the the Wanda clips, but if not, here's a one minute video with her highlights. We can we can click on that here in a second. Uh, an icon picture of the episode. Get lapped by the boat. Yeah. Yeah. Notes. It seemed like some people don't know what they're doing. That's at least partly because half of the cast had never seen the show before and were basically cast for being young and pretty. Palau was the first season where they really start to use recruits on the larger scale. Okay. And this is when the term Mactor starts being used. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. I could see... I was actually going to talk about this that this episode. Like, It feels like casting-wise, they really yanked the wheel where they went... Oh no, we got too many normal people and part of our season was boring. We got normies. We need to get people who want to be in the public-facing spotlight. <laughs> Karen picked Willard as a shield so she wouldn't be the obvious weak link on her tribe. Huh. That is a brilliant move, yeah. honestly. As like you said, as an older woman, you might be targeted pretty yep. heavily. Also, Jonathan was apparently antisocial and didn't really talk to anyone after getting to the beach. Have yet another note on him, but can't get to it quite yet. That might be what we already said. He may or may not have dropped the N-word. Yeah. Uh, Pretty much no one liked this opening twist, and it remained that way through the years. I agree. It feels pointless and unnecessarily harsh. Yeah, there's there's nothing compelling about it as a viewer. There's nothing about it that's good. Also notes that the immunity looks like Willard. (laughs) (laughs) The players were indeed told they were going to a sunrise photo shoot, but yeah, they were in a canoe, so I don't know how that was supposed to work. Weird. Ibrahim is the first openly Muslim contestant on Survivor. Very cool. Very cool. A little shocking that we made it this far and that that's the case. I disagree. A little shocking that in 2005 they let that happen. This is maybe Borneo in Australia, but after 9-11, you think they're going to put an openly Muslim person as like a possibly hero of a season of Survivor? I see what you're saying. You do not remember how I re- Islamophobic America was at that time. I remember, and I remember we're still kind of there. Oh, well, yeah, 100%. But it was like a fever pitch. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Point made. Again, I don't like it. But oh, no. Me either. I, I'm I'm not saying that you like <laughs> it. For the record, I know that Jared is not. Yeah, but when you say you don't like it, I can't stay silent. On, like Then people are going to be like, oh, what, does Jared like it? Well, I guess Jared likes it. It's just, does Jared, is Jared Islamophobic? No, I'm not. Speaking of, I also love the military theme. Not only is the snuffer a machine gun barrel, but yeah. the voting box is an ammo box. Yeah, it's so cool. So simple, so effective. <laughs> And then finally, unrelated to Survivor Palau, I saw a headline on Reddit about, you guessed it, Survivor Thailand, and I'm clicking on it right now, and I'm afraid of what might pop up. Oh, no. Oh, wait. Yeah. I think we talked about this a little bit. Pastor charged with cruelty for taping juvenile students' mouth shut. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. We talked about- The first boot. Ugh. What a- What a- What a guy. What a- Always with Survivor Thailand, we just got to bring it back around. So let's, let's, since we couldn't show it on TV, let's just take a moment to listen to the song stylings of Wanda. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, that's something. Uh, Yeah, I get it now. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, in my head, I was like, oh, she's just like wandering around, like 
humming to herself or like singing to herself. And I was like, that's kind of judgmental, but like, okay, whatever that you need some reason to get people. No, she, she says in her confessional, she wants to make it a big old party. And she's on the boat standing in full belting songs. Survivor. Survivor. Yeah. One of us would be dead (laughs) by the end of that first day. See, nobody threw her off the boat. And I call that a win. Yeah. You you know what? I think n- new conspiracy theory, they were just going to keep it 10 and 10. And then they're like, we got to get rid of this we, we need to give them the opportunity here. We get, yeah. Let's, if they keep her around, whatever, that's on them. <laughs> but let's just, let's just see if we can't get rid of, we get rid of this lady. Oh boy. Okay. That's, that's all the emails I'm going to read today. Anything else from Jared? Survivor. <laughs> we got a bumper now. Survivor. <laughs> All right, this episode came out on March 3rd of 2005. It was a very boring week between episodes, but I will always pull something. So I pulled something. Herman, with two N's, Dornman, there's an umlong, German super centaurian dies at 111, which I mean, I, I believe means lived in three different centuries. Oh, okay. I was thinking like, I understand that he is 100 plus years old, but like, where does the super come in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, he lived in three different centuries. And as a German man, that's fascinating. That is fascinating. You you missed... Er, you you were, lived through some shit, You my were guy. present through a lot of shit. I hope that you were on the right side of some very big questions yeah technically both of us have a chance to also be super centurions no we don't you have a chance to be oh, super okay. centurions steven has a chance uh i have cancer in my family probably not i actively have diabetes yeah that is that is the truth the number one song on the charts was candy shop by 50 cent featuring olivia welcome to my candy shop yep <laughs> yep that's a thing yep the top five songs are Man of the House, Constantine, Million Dollar Baby, where skip, where, number two is what we're going to talk about, and number one is still Hitch. Number two is Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Have you heard of Diary of a Mad Black Woman, Stephen? Is this a Medea movie? It sure is. Okay. Then I was like, dear God. I said it, and then I thought, this better be a Medea yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, Tyler Perry. After 18 years of marriage to lawyer Charles, Steve Harris, Helen, Kimberly Lise, is shocked when he announces he's ending their marriage and shacking up with Brenda, Lisa Marcos. Helen retreats to the house of her grandmother, Medea, Tyler Perry, who helps her destroy much of Charles' property, ending her house arrest. While Charles prepares for the trial of a corrupt client, Helen is courted by Orlando, Sherman Moore, an affectionate, moving man with strong Christian values. What do you think this is rated, Stephen? Jared, this is a tough spot to be in. It sure is. Because I know that these movies, and there's a lot of them. There's so many of them. Are held very closely in certain circles. Yes. We are not in those circles. We sure aren't. And I don't think the critics are in those circles either. So I think the critics are going to give it... This is probably the best one. Because I feel like this is an early Tyler Perry movie. Okay. I'm going to go with a critic score 
of 32 and an audience score of 50 on the dot. You were way too generous. I figured. The critic score is cut that in half. Oh. It is 16%. The audience score... 86%. See, this is what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be a huge disparity. I didn't expect it to be that a much. 70 point difference on a 100 scale. That's wild. I would guess because most, if not all, of the critics were white. That, yeah, exactly. And you're right. This is uh, non white audiences have a higher regard for this film than their white critics. I did not know this was a play. Oh, uh, one either. of the critics' consensuses is Tyler Perry's successful play can't make the move to the screen. The mix of slapstick, melodrama, and spirituality lacks a consistent tone. Okay. So that's interesting. I didn't realize they were plays first, which is kind of wild. <laughs> that is wild. I mean, it tracks why he can just like shell them out movie after movie, but good for you. Yep. If you've got a thing, cash that money. Oh, I, I'll sell it right now. <laughs> Anyone wants to sponsor the Survivor Turn Back Time podcast, uh, hit me with those emails. Lockheed Martin, we're good. Let's do it. Mm. I'm kidding. Mm. Are you, though? What depends how big the check is, but they don't <laughs> want me. That is fair. They do not. Okay, well, okay. We, we'll do it, but we can't have restrictions on what we're saying about it. Or at least uh, restrictions on our tone. That is fair. I'll read the words they want. <laughs> <laughs> Best and the greatest of all American weaponry. Though I don't really think weapons manufacturers advertise to the general public. <laughs> I don't think they want to, people to know what they're doing, really. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anything else? No. All right. On to the episode. Episode three, Dangerous Creatures and Horrible Setbacks. These titles are very, they're very direct this season. They're very direct. They just pick two things and list them. Yeah, they seem a little formulaic. I mean, yeah. we, we've only really seen two. I'm wondering if this might be the rise in like the TV guide channels or something. Oh, that could be. So like now they're putting a little more care in what they actually name them or less care. Is what I meant to say. <laughs> more or less, but they want it to be descriptive. Yes, yes. Thank you. Or kind of like the Friends issue where they didn't need it and then suddenly they needed it. Oh, yeah. So they're like, uh, I don't know what happened. Uh, the one with uh, dangerous creatures. Yeah. A really long recap on this episode. A really long recap. Which I was like, does nothing happen this episode? No, it's a pretty jam-packed episode. Yeah. Why do you think that happened? Are they just like trying to give a lot of context? Yeah, I have no idea. I was like, I don't know if it's like a networking thing if maybe like the second episode aired during something that was really popular i, I don't know but mm -hmm. it felt like they went into way more detail than i've ever seen them go into yeah i don't quite know why they did that but i i agree i think it was a, a heavy recap and almost like we were on the finale episode where it has to give you so much context yeah. to make you to make anyone who doesn't know what's happening chime in, but usually it's just the, all right, here's the what happened last episode, and yeah. then give you the context that you need to know. And it wasn't like, episode two was good, but it wasn't something that needed that much 
Yeah, not a not a right home to mom kind of a thing. There was there weren't like massive twists and turns and dramatic moments. Like it was pretty straightforward. But they were dangerous creatures. They were dangerous creatures. Uh, anyway, <laughs> we we open the episode and the Oolong tribe is they're they're once again they're just they're talking about how we don't want to go back. I'm sick of that place. And <laughs> Jeff complains about Jeff. And this is where my brain starts to hurt. Yeah, and they even... So, two things. It was weird to hear them openly complain about Jeff. Yes. And hit their treatment of them at Tribal Council. It is strange. This is the difference between Jeff just being a host and Jeff being producer. Yes. 100%. And I feel like Jeff would... At some point would want people to like speak their mind about him. Sure. But he has become such a lovable icon now and he's he's kind of navigated how to poke and prod without them like disliking him. Yeah. And maybe just having the the reverence for Jeff coming in helps that. I mean, we've heard James bad talk Jeff like five times. Yeah. Like the first thing he said, the first thing we ever heard James say at all was that Jeff's a son of a bitch. <laughs> is this Mark Burnett trying to put Jeff in his place? Maybe. <sighs> I mean, if if Jeff's trying to leave, like, yeah, leaving all that stuff about how Jeff's a bastard so that we can, like, oh, look at our new host who's come to save the show. Jeff's getting too big for his britches. Let's, uh, let's rip him every single episode. And it is also, like, they have to confirm which Jeff they're talking about to each other. Yeah. They're like, Probst? Yeah, Stephanie's the one who brought it up. She's like, Jeff was pretty tough on us. And then Jeff complains about Jeff. And then we... Stephanie's a shit starter, too. <laughs> yeah? Why do you say that? Um. Okay, so I, I feel like I understand Stephanie on a certain level because I am also incredibly competitive. In fact, uh, something happened at work that I will not talk about on mic. Um, but that <laughs> and where do, you, me, where do you work? Who's your boss? That, uh, uh, <laughs> got me in a little bit of trouble. Um, it, now, mind you, I was right. And I still think I'm right. It's it's about a company-wide policy. Sure. Nobody's happy about it. But I was like, I I put like our manager on blast in a branch-wide meeting about it. Oh. Um, and that's who I think Stephanie is as well. Stephanie would also put their manager on blast I in believe a branch-wide that. meeting. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get on to a talk about Kim. Kim is a little upset. Like, guys... My relationship with Jeff is over exaggerated. Like there is nothing. We're we're not a thing. We're not like a secret alliance. And then they go to cuddle. <laughs> you know, is, shut up while I go cuddle him. It is kind of, like I understand they couldn't completely remove this, but it does feel like there's a lot of hoopla about it in the first half of this episode and the last half of last episode to where it takes up most of the oxygen at the oolong camp and then Mm -hmm. doesn't matter at all yeah it is weird that suddenly that conversation is gone now but i mean kim still remains so there's a possibility that they will hold it against her for the rest of the season maybe but it's that that just doesn't feel like i don't think people would because it's i don't think the reason why it would be held against her is because it makes her a threat and now she's not a threat. So, like, there's nothing immoral about it. There's nothing right. to hold against her. It's just, hey, you have someone in your pocket. That's a that's a problem. He's not here. So, and he's not here. He doesn't get voted off because of this. Obviously, he gets voted off because of an injury. Oh no! If anyone was getting voted off because of this, it wasn't going to be him. It was him. not going to be him. Yeah. 
Did you did you write down James's quote here? No, please. No. So James goes on and says, "You know what? She's a woman, and she is all she has to her advantage is her sexuality." Oh yes. Immediately before this, I wrote down every season needs a James. And then when he said that part of the statement, I was like, every season needs a James minus the sexism. Every every season needs a James asterisk. <laughs> minus that part. Yeah. I also, Stephanie doesn't still doesn't understand like why Ashley went home. She's like, we could have held our numbers. Like Ashley would still be here. Because again, she's so competitive that she cannot see the forest through the trees. She's like she didn't vote for the person that would have made it a tie because she wanted to go home. Like, she threw her vote away so that the numbers would not be in her favor, Stephanie. The fact that you still didn't vote for her and that doesn't get you in trouble kind of blows my mind. That's fair. That's fair. I see what you're saying. Um, So we flip over to Karor and it, it's raining. They still oh. haven't finished their shelter. And we're, what, three... Six days in? Yeah, six or seven days in at this point. Yeah. There was one other thing I wanted to point out from that scene with James, where James like, in a week, they'll be sucking, or by like week's end, they'll be sucking face, and then we get the camera shot of them making out in the shelter, and it's like, well, James, you gave them too much credit. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yes, we're anyway, back at Roar. It's raining. Yeah, and everyone's frustrated about that, and that sparks the Karen-Katie fight. What do you think about this? It's hard to care. Okay. I like Karor. I like Karor more than I like Oolong. We have not gotten to know the majority of Karor because they are winning every every immunity challenge. They're losing every reward challenge. Which is weird how that works, but... I will get to that in a minute. Even the first immunity, which was also a reward, they kind of lost that one. What do you mean? No, they didn't. Well, they won it, but then they well, lost Well, yeah, it. but I'm talking about, like, purely winning the challenge. Sure. Yeah, you're right. They lo- they lost the reward element of it. Correct. Uh, I I think that... Well, we'll get to it when we get to the reward challenge. Okay. Um, But I don't... I'm not invested in Katie or Karen. Okay. I don't care about either of them yet. Like, I have... All I know about Katie is that she can't use a rope swing. <laughs> that is true. That and is true. And Karen has a cool job. But, like, I don't know who's right in this fight. Like, yeah, Kate, like, the footage we get shows Katie being pretty annoying. It also shows Karen confronting her in a way that seems more like a lawyer giving their opening statement than an actual conversation. It does feel a little like both are at fault, and this is just, this is a ideal, a non-ideal matchup. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, they. And they oh, I, go I am sorry. It does feel like it was egged on a little bit by producers. Oh, there's I guarantee. So, there's something it. about this that feels artificial. Hey, you should go. Uh, you should go talk to her over there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and they they blow up. Like they they talk about it. <laughs> Katie is tart, especially with me. And yeah, I like I said, there's there's nothing I can really glean from all of this. It was just a, it was a blow up. It was a fight, and everyone around was like, "What the fuck was that?" Yeah, right? Because it spills over into camp. Like, originally it was, like, separate from camp, and then it spills over. Yep. And then we get a reward challenge. Before that, there was a bug on the lens. That's all I have to say. Oh, really? I've never seen a bug on the lens before. <laughs> I was like, oh, look at that. Did, could you check what kind of bug it was? No, it was not in focus. Oh, okay. 
But I, I, I thought it was on my TV screen, which is why it, I was like, oh, well, look at that. That's inside the TV. I watched this episode at 7 o'clock this morning, so I did not catch that. It was... Well, also, if you're watching on your phone, it's a very small detail. It's a very small bug. Very small bug. Okay. Anyway, reward challenge. We are going out. You're grabbing a ring and bringing it to a pontoon. Blood sport. Blood sport. <laughs> yeah. I love how Jeff kind of talks, has to talk this one through because he says... Really, other than no punching or intentionally hurting someone, there's no rules here. But, 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 you have to get these people to like you. So maybe don't be assholes. That's a good caveat to put on there. Don't forget, you'll need some of their votes probably. Yes. I, this is an interesting idea for a challenge. Mm -hmm. It needs to have more defined rules. And we see it in the partner challenge. We see... Like, or no, no, we see it in the Stephanie versus, um, I don't remember who the, the Karor member was. She like grabs Stephanie's hair and it's like very, or like puts a hand on her head mm-hmm. and it's very slow and hesitant and like almost looking at Jeff. Like, am I allowed to do can this? Can I do am this? I, can I, is this okay? It was Jen. Jen. Uh, that just doesn't make for a great challenge to either watch or compete in. Mm-hmm. I also think it should have been partners the entire way through. I agree. Or at least have have if you're going to do a singles one, it should be for the fifth and final one, not sure. for the first two. Yeah. Cuz we didn't really get to build up into something. Yep. Yeah, and what was funny to me is that they're playing blood sport for a sewing kit, <laughs> right? Which, uh, as we've established, is important and sure. super convenient for these seasons where they didn't pick what they're wearing. Yeah. Like, they, th- there's so much they can do to improve their living and improve even in challenges. Hey, for example, uh-huh. um, if you roll your ankle, you could make a brace out of the cloth. <laughs> that is true. That is a thing that could That's happen. something you could do. Yeah. So... All you have to do is win three. We first round, it's Tom versus Jeff. Tom puts it around his waist. That was stupid. It was stupid because then you lose all sense of your ability to move through that water. Yeah. Because you are now subject to the floaty. Right. Also, I don't know why Tom did this and not Ian. See, that was going to be what I was going to get to here in a little bit. Ian's the better swimmer. Ian is the best swimmer and does not compete in this challenge. Yeah. I, maybe they expected him to later on. He was going to be like the ace in the hole. But if he never competes, what's the point? I also just don't think Corolla was ever going to win this challenge. I agree. So this is the interesting thing. Corolla keeps losing individual-based challenges. Mm-hmm. The obstacle course is one at a time. The flotation is one at a time. And they keep winning the team-based challenges. I don't think that's a coincidence. Some of it's cohesion. It also is just... Tom is a monster. (laughs) Ian and... What's the other guy's name? Um... That was in the that was the last the last three for the for the immunity challenge um, and the 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 goon squad the goon squad that hunted the snakes later in the episode oh sure I forgot he's not gotten a lot of camera time but the three of them together make a really strong and really effective team of three whereas like 
yeah, Bobby John probably rips meth and can't feel pain. And God. Jeff was really strong before his ankle gave out. And Ibrahim is strong, um, though doesn't seem to have a lot of endurance. But they don't really work well together. I see what you're saying. And having three people that are that are both physical specimens that also seem to cover each other's weaknesses, right? Like Tom has good leadership and he's strong and he has endurance, but Ian's really good in the water. And the third guy is also there. <laughs> I'm just trying to find who this third guy is that you keep. I saying. don't have my cheat sheet on is me. It Greg. It is. Okay. Yes. It's Greg. Yes. And Greg is also there. <laughs> and as the Jack Greg. of all trades, hopefully, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm just going to run through these results real quick. Yep. Uh, Jeff beats Tom. Stephanie beats Jen. Steph's a monster. <laughs> Steph's a monster, as established in this episode. And then we get the final round of Bobby John and Angie versus Greg and Janu. Janu didn't even try. I mean, she was getting bodied by Angie. Angie. Angie's so smart. Angie goes full defensive dunk, and it's great. She jumps on people's heads. Yeah. And just wraps her body around their face and drowns them. It Crazy. Was, it was smart, especially in a two-on-two -two round. Like, Yes, that's why I think these all should have been two-on-two, because you, you can do strategy. Mm -hmm. It's not just a tug-of-war. She let Bobby John just take the thing, and she could do whatever she wanted to distract or slow down these other people. She became the fucking face-hugger in Aliens. Just like... <laughs> <laughs> so how do you... Did you have any changes you wanted to make to this challenge to make it better? I mean, just it being two-on-two. Two. I also think... I, I don't know. A, I feel like it being that you had to swim made it worse. Oh, really? Yeah. It's just you don't have a way to get leverage. Sure. So, so you, would, you would do this on land. Well, then you risk severe injury. <laughs> I'll see you in a future season of Survivor. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Oolong wins that challenge three to zero, and they win their sewing kit. Ibrahim is not a sewer. He's not a seamstress. I'm not really sure what I can do with it, but I don't know. Let's let's do whatever. Bobby John is super excited. He can maybe get fishes with this. And then he makes a diaper. He makes a diaper. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then everyone lays around and Bobby John goes into full on workhorse mode. Bobby John does seem a lot more chill in this segment than any other time we've seen him on camera up until this point. Like this is not a man that seemed like he was ripped to the gills on meth. He just seemed like a normal guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean he was just he was in his element. He wasn't competing. He was still kind of competing, but he wasn't competing. Yeah. And Kim to the point was like Hey, you're working too hard. The rest of us are like chilling. You should chill. It's the age-old problem of sustainability versus like long-term sustainability versus hard work. Correct. The answer is always somewhere in the middle. Somewhere in the middle, please. And then we go to Karor for a snake hunt. Don't hunt the venomous snakes. Yeah, they say, "Hey, look, we found a banded sea snake." They cause cardiac arrest, coma, or even death with just one bite. Let's chop off its head. Fucking I'm sure it won't mind. Idiots. <laughs> I, I, okay, this segment was really fun to watch. Mm -hmm. It was stupid to do, but it was fun to watch. And 
I do appreciate the show giving us confessionals with all three of the men involved. So I wasn't sitting there going, why doesn't Greg have a confessional? <laughs> Did Greg die? Greg is dead. Is Greg dead? It is funny how it, this whole scene just keeps escalating in ridiculousness. Yep. Because it started with one sea snake, and then they killed it. And it was like, oh, that's so cool. Good for them. And then it was three snakes yep. all at the same time. Oh, look, there's more. Let's kill those. And then suddenly there were sharks. Let's give up our snakes to hunt the sharks. Yeah. Which, I mean, if you had fishing gear, sure. What kind of fishing gear would do anything against a shark? Those aren't very big sharks. They were big enough that no spear is going to yeah, kill it. Yeah, you're probably it. right. But a sharpened stick ain't going to do it either. This, unfortunately, is not uh, Hatch going out and yeah. getting bit by a shark and then just dragging it to shore while stabbing it over and over again. I kind of forgot about that. That was metal as fuck. It was metal as fuck. But if that shark bit you, I don't think you'd have a good time. No, I think it'd take off I th- a lot of arm. I think you would be evac from this game. Uh, Question. Answer. Is Tom the new redacted? Minus the sex crimes? <laughs> I need an explanation as to why you think this. Uh, The... The leader of his tribe that seems very comfortable in the element, absolute challenge monster doing things that we that don't seem possible and we wouldn't have necessarily expected, and is getting a hard on hunting the wildlife, mm. the dangerous mm. wildlife. I want to say it's a little mix of that. It it's it's a mix of three people, and I want to say a little bit of that. A little bit of either Hatch or Colby, whichever way you want to go. And then a a little bit of the Silver Fox. So I'm going to put Rudy. I was going to put Rudy. Rudy. Okay. Yeah. He's too young to be. He's too young to be Rudy. Yeah, it's closer closer to Jake from Thailand for me, actually, in that regard. Okay. Okay. Uh, Is he the better Tom? Him or Big Tom? I cannot compare him in my brain anywhere near Tom. I like this Tom better. Okay. Oh, Tom. I see what you're saying. Name wise, is he the better Tom? You know, like it, like which one did you cast? This Tom or Big Tom? This Tom, for me. I would kind of, if I were in that casting room, I would cast Big Tom. That's fair. I th- I think this Tom is a better contestant. Yeah. But Big Tom is the better character for a TV oh, show. Fair enough. Yeah. Anyway, I we. We could listen to James and Big Tom talk for 10 full hours and never understand a word they said. Could you imagine <laughs> just sitting the two of them in a room? There has to be footage of this out there somewhere. I feel like they would get drunk without drinking anything. Yeah. Yeah. Just by, like, being near each other. I have an ungodly amount of notes about the snake hunt, so I'm just going to move past that. All right. <laughs> and then we get to Oolong. There is... It's really a brief moment because we need to establish that, uh, one, Bobby John made a, a diaper, and then two, I went to pee in the middle of the night, and then I rolled my ankle on a coconut. Fucking stupid. It's very stupid. It's totally understandable. I'm honestly kind of surprised nothing like this has happened before. This There is merit when people say we need to keep camp clean, and we need to, like keep it free of debris that's fair yeah i guess i don't know i in my mind he went far away and it was like a coconut that had fallen out of a tree like not something like but i guess he did say coconut husk yeah Mm -hmm. and 
I yeah, I feel bad because I don't want this to happen to any Survivor contestant. I think it's it sucks for us as an audience, and it yeah. it sucks for them as a contestant. But man, oh, what a terrible way to go out. Yeah. Oh, I'd be pissed. Yeah. I hope I know that Redacted comes back because he got medevaced. I hope that Jeff is one of the other captains, but I don't think he's going to be. Moving on to immunity challenge. We are clipped to a giant rope square with 20 pounds of sand attached to your back. And you can, you can say you're done at any time, but the sandbag needs to stay. I don't understand how they were clipped to the rope. They, they were clipped to each other. So, Oh, right. Okay. Okay. This is a cool challenge. This is, this a, is cool a, challenge. a really good idea for a challenge. This is one that sticks out in my brain. Also, this season is brutal. It is. This is the most physically demanding season we've had so far. They're not being kind to these people. They're doing all this and they didn't give them food. Correct. We see people Where's the Where's the medical team? Like Ibrahim is like dying in the water <laughs> as well as uh, I don't know what his name is, the the hairstylist. Kobe. Kobe, thank you. Kobe. He looks like he's he could be like actively like seizing up with like cardiac arrest, and it's like up to another contestant to like comfort him. It was really funny, and I it's not funny at the time because I'm sure he was in a lot of pain, but I think he was overheating. Yeah, so I think it was Janu was just like dunking him in the water to try to cool him off. Yeah, they said it was a hot day. Obviously, we don't know how hot, but that's man. They're they're lucky that somebody didn't get medevaced because of this challenge, like from heat exhaustion. Yeah. So Jeff bails immediately. Contestant Jeff, not Probst. Yes, Jeff bails immediately. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Probst is like pulls back the Borneo uh, bit from the final three, where he just leaves for an hour to go get food. Bye. This could take a while. Uh. Willard and Karen drop. Yep. I, this is why I wrote down, just let the three himbos of Karor do it. And they kind of do. Yep. And we get Although, down. Kobe, uh, Kobe sticks around a long time. Kobe does stick around a long time. I have to give Kobe credit. Kobe pushed through. And Stephanie was the only woman in this challenge for a long period of time. Yeah. And finishes the challenge. Yeah. Like, continues to also, go. Also, she doesn't seem like she's the one holding them back. No. It I seemed agree. like it was Ibrahim. But also, Ibrahim was carrying a lot, like true. three or four bags. Yeah. Uh, was he? I know Bobby John was carrying, like, four. He, he had three at one point. I think they shifted the weight pretty you, consistently to whoever was straggling. Do you think they win this challenge if Jeff is in there? Yes. I don't. Okay, why? I I think this was a brain's over brawn challenge that was disguised as a brawn challenge because tom this is drills Mm -hmm. like tom does this shit for a living and he has them on a schedule hey we get here we pick up the pace we get here we slow down and that type of like uh that type of structure is super helpful every one on on Oolong is it feels like they're doing their own thing. Like they're kind of communicating, but like they're running when the water's shallower. Cause yeah, that's the only time you can it's really, but not all at the same time, not all at the same speed. It, it doesn't, they don't act as a unit. Whereas this is a very like military drill challenge. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. 
I think Tom was a huge, huge asset in that one and probably won it for that tribe. But I also think this challenge is set up where if you have enough strong competitors and having four strong guys and Stephanie just rocking it, yeah, I think they could make up that gap. Yeah, that's it, fair. I think it, the challenge would have been done much quicker than how it lasted. Because this... Oh, you think they would have just, like, sprinted? I I think them. when you lose the original dead weight, like, the people who drop immediately, mm-hmm. you have much better chance. Because they did. They made a push really hard right away because they thought that they could do it. Mm. And I think that's what did them in also partially. But maybe they get there had it wasn't... Had they had the people to do it. Okay, interesting. I don't know. I don't know if that's that would happen. It's it's fun that we get to talk about that. I mean, yeah. not that not because obviously, like, not. I wish Jeff hadn't rolled his ankle, but that this is an interesting enough challenge to talk about that because, yep. like, that's a lot of the challenges are so cut and dry up until this point in Survivor that they're not like we talk about ways to make them better. I don't think there's a way to make this one better. I think this is a for what they're going for a pretty perfect challenge. <sighs> Did we do it? Did we find the peak challenge? I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, and you still have people dying from heat exhaustion. There is that. Uh, but you don't... I can't control the weather. What was awesome is that their unintended consequence of starting the challenge at low tide and then it getting progressively more difficult that as the cool. tide came in. I don't think they thought of that, but it was really cool. It was really cool. I, I want to know how much time elapsed. I mean, tides take a good amount of time to change. I, I think they do, but I also don't know, like, how much it came up. It only came up a few inches. I don't know how quickly that can happen. I would say at least a half hour. Sure. Okay. I just, I wish, a lot of these, like, endurance challenges, they'll put a timer. I kind of wish they had it. That's, I guess, I the agree. one thing. But that's editing. It is editing. But, like, they had so many opportunities to drop us this information, like the temperature. They yeah. could have given us that, but I don't think anyone was keeping track of it. It is also fun that this is uh, Survivor Pursuit Predator Edition. Oh, yeah. Like, the way that humans evolved <laughs> the challenge. Go chase. Uh, for those of you without context, like, it is uh, the reason why humans, it's theorized why humans could, like, uh, climb the food chain despite not being the strongest or the fastest or anything like that is just endurance. Like we would just hmm. follow things until they passed out. Um, because like most animals cannot stay awake for 16 hours straight. So we would just be in the distance following, waiting, just keep on walking. I can't in general. <laughs> well, yeah, same. I'm a sleepy boy. <laughs> <laughs> anything else you want to say about that challenge? No, I love these. I love those three himbos, <laughs> the big three himbos. Yep. All right. Then we we take some time at Oolong, and James wants to fall on that knife real bad. Yeah, I mean, it takes guts to just be like, guys, and like a good amount of self-reflection. Mm-hmm. Just be like, hey, I'm not I'm not going to get better. Like, I, I, it sounds, he doesn't go into detail. Oh, sorry, not James. Jeff wants to fall on that knife. Sorry, I, yeah, I know who you meant. I didn't yeah. even realize you said James. There's too I, many J names in this I, season. Well, not now. No, no, well, still. I... It sounds like this could have been something like that has had like a chronic issue for him that was re-aggravated. So I wish we knew a little more about that. But good for him, honestly, for stepping up and being like, guys, I'm gonna hold you back. 
Yeah, and he he did kind of go into it that he's like, I've done this before. I've it's it takes me three weeks to recover. Like in three weeks on this, I might be okay. Yeah, he said three weeks in these conditions. So I'm I'm interested mm-hmm. to know like maybe he means like if I could lay at home and keep it you know elevated like in a week I'd be back up to strength. But I don't. Yeah. yeah. Still, what a brutal season. What a brutal season. Yeah, it's. I I do wish he would have given it at least three more days. Yeah, but I also understand his perspective. Like, if this had been a competitive season so far, immunity challenge-wise, I maybe he would have. Yeah. But you can't afford to lose another immunity challenge. Yeah, scrolling through a Reddit thread about it, it's interesting because they say, considering he was in a great spot in his tribe and he could barely walk... It's probably a legit injury, and he he knew he was pretty screwed. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, he's not going to win. Even if he makes the merge, he's not going to win any immunity challenges, like individual immunity challenges mm. probably on that. Like, you're looking at, like, Scout with the oversized knee again. Yeah. Except on a guy that looks like he'd be a physical threat. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, honestly, that's kind of the, the whole pre-tribal is... Jeff saying, just just send me home. Just I I cannot do you any good here. Send me home. And yeah. and all of Oolong saying Do I have to? Can and I just send home Kim? Kim? Yeah. <laughs> that is the one argument is like, is Kim actually gonna help them win more than Jeff? And this is the power too of Karor winning so many challenges early, is mm-hmm. that you can sit your people yeah like if if you can you can hide some of your weaknesses well right like have like when is the last time we saw willard do anything in a challenge like it was when they were struggling to get him to swim to the boat yeah uh it is it is the three himbos which you can get away with because you can cycle out the bottom of your roster and jeff just put himself on the bottom of the (laughs) roster physically he can't sit out if they were if they were tied or if they were like up a person, yeah, maybe he gives it three more days. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's also an angle of like he maybe he really does like Kim and was like, well, if it's not me, it's you. And I don't think my my odds of this working out for me are very slim with this injury. I wish they would at least try to make a brace or do something. Yeah, I agree. I wish we would have done something. I also wish like medical like give him an ankle brace. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to see contestants go home. If they don't need to for small-time medical issues. That's the conundrum of Survivor, right? Is sometimes they step in and they're like, I need to do something about this. And sometimes they're like, well, you're on Survivor. You wouldn't get that if you were just surviving out in the open. Yeah, I also wouldn't vote people off every three days if I was surviving out on my own. That is true. Yeah. So what are we doing here? I do have to point out the, the one pretty damning scene where they're like, Kim at full strength is weaker than Jeff absolutely hindered. On one leg? As they're... As Jeff is chopping coconuts in half Mm -hmm. with one swing. Yeah, I did write that down. Like, Jeff, I'm so weak. Also, Jeff cuts coconuts in half in one chop repeatedly. And I forgot who it was. If it was, like, James pulling over... Or no, it was Bobby John. It was Bobby John and Angie were Angie's. That conversation was so interesting. Look through... Look, watch this... Is they're peeking through the branches. Like, well, watch him got, do this. They got done with this really cool conversation of Angie being like, hey, this is who I'm voting for. Mm-hmm. Who are you voting for? It wasn't, 
it, it's so interesting to have to hear somebody go up to somebody and just be like, this is what I'm voting for. I'm not changing. But who are you voting for? Yeah. That level of transparency is interesting. But we, I think it's also bred from Jeff pulling them all together and being like, hey, I'm fucked. Yeah. I don't know if that conversation happens under any other circumstances. It's not an alliance-based thing. It's two, We have two weaknesses. Yeah. Both need to go home, but which one do we actually do? Crazy. And then, yeah, tribal happens. I honestly don't really care about this tribal the whole The only lot. thing I care about with this tribal is Jeff's pivot from talking about, like, uh, God damn it, Prop's pivot from talking about <laughs> Jeff's angle to Kim was so sloppy. It was pretty sloppy. It was so fucking sloppy. And I it did it did stick out to me cuz Kim was like, "Well, I'm just not I'm just not as strong. Like I like I'm never going to be as strong as Bobby John." Yeah, well neither's Angie. Uh-huh. Uh, Stephanie probably is. But like neither's Angie, <laughs> but Angie like fucking finds something deep within her through grit and like revolutionary thinking. <laughs> On challenges to make herself a weird challenge beast somehow. Yeah. You have to do something, Kim. You can't just be like, guess that's my lot in life. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And to go back to my earlier season of uh, Pearl Island's comparison, uh, Jeff is Austin. Oh, okay. Just we can see his injury. That is true. The Austin's in- was in his blood. The injuries <laughs> on the outside, Austin unfortunately was just dying slowly yes <laughs> okay well james is voted off nope uh, jeff is voted off god damn it i hate all these j names well there's one less yeah that's fair jeff limps into the night <laughs> get rid of him sorry he voted for james which was the confusing thing i i think he just had to vote for somebody he did and he didn't want to put it on kim yeah yeah so he had four votes for him. I don't know, man. There wasn't a whole lot of information post. And I I was looking for some, hey, this is how long it actually took me to recover. And I think we do talk about that a little bit in the reunion. Oh, sure. But, um, yeah, had a daughter. Went to the 10-year. Had a son. All right. I <laughs> I did love Jeff saying at the end, like, you know, you have to find the good news or whatever. My first instinct was... Well, the average number of working ankles amongst them has gone up. That is true. Yeah, that is a positive. (laughs) (laughs) You remove the 0.5 from any area where all the others are one. You got your average is one. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, My protagonist of the episode. I mean, it kind of has to be Jeff just by default. Because, like, his injury is, it changes the course of the episode. Sure. There, it's, yeah. If it wasn't for him, I guess it would be Kim or maybe Bobby John. Bobby John has a lot in this episode about, like, work and all that. But that that incident, uh, and hey, we had an incident that wasn't uh, crime-related. <laughs> the incident. Uh, is Is really, like, the driving force of this episode. As far as how I think Jeff would do on a on a future season, better. I mean, it's it sucks being the third boot because of an injury. I do think his mentality of team first is a weakness. It's the Rupert weakness from Pearl Islands. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I don't. 
I don't think he'd make it far past the merge. I actually would my spot for him would probably be depending on how the tribe had fared up until that point. I think you try to like Burton him, like you try to get rid of him while it's still in the team phase before you move on in case he goes on a giant immunity run. Sure. I don't know that I would be worried about him. If he's this mm. team-centered, as soon as we have to cannibalize each other, he's already, like, he he has done himself in. That's true, actually. He doesn't have the capability to, like, make the, the bold move. Yes. I think, I think, I agree with that analysis of how, of, of that. I don't know if everyone would see it that way. Sure. I think he has a massive target on his back because he's 12 feet tall and made of muscles. That is true. Well, he is not coming back, so okay. we won't be seeing him as a future captain. Damn. We could get him on the future uh, all-injury season, but... They should really do that. Like you said, the big injury is um, kind of removed from play on that one. He probably isn't coming back. Oh, Redacted. You, yeah, you mean the the... The pedophile? Yeah, probably not. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Bumper. <laughs> That'll do it for this episode of the Survivor Turn to Back Time podcast. Jared, good for us. Okay. We did it. Yeah. We recorded an episode. We sure did. <laughs> the thing that we do a lot. The thing that we do a lot and in bursts. Yeah, we might. Um, we don't know what our recording schedule is going to look like. It's our it's our annual season. We don't know uh, our schedule, but we are trying to cram in four episodes this week. Yeah. Just know that we're, we're pushing as hard as we can. We're going to get at least three. And if it's if, if we drop one episode in the next three weeks. Oopsie doops. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. I. I if we don't have one episode in the next three weeks. Oh no no no. The, yeah. the drop one episode immediately made, made me go. We will drop more than one episode. Sorry. Yes. There. There are different connotations for the word drop. I forget that people like. Ah, the album drops on the thirteenth. The podcast drops then. No, like if if we happen to miss one time slot and go to one a week for a single week here. We're trying not to, but... Don't worry, won't. you'll get your money back. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Anything you'd like to promote? Uh, I mean, ironically, taking breaks. Um, we're, we're, I will have company in town that will be taking up um, about a week of my time, which is why we're trying to fit it all front-loaded. Um, yeah, well. Uh, but yeah, don't burn yourself out. Taking breaks, it's important. We've plugged that before. I'll, I'll plug it. All of the time. And you know what? I'm going to plug one other small thing in relation to that. Ooh. Die on less hills. <laughs> that one might be just for me. That one might just be for you. Or maybe for Jeff. You know what? Most people... Actually, no. You all die on more hills. <laughs> I'm going to die on a couple less. But like, I think, I think we should... I think I'm bringing the average number of hills people die on up. And I think we should stay at that average number. But it needs... I, I need some more help from the bottom, you know? Okay. What sure. about you, Steven? Uh, I'm going to promote, and this is going to be a weird one because I am not explicitly promoting gambling. However, I don't it, like that start. It is Super Bowl weekend, and if you were ever interested in like, ah, let me dabble with sports betting, there are good deals out there. So, Jared, 
Would you like to pick one of my bonus bets? I This might be illegal. Okay, never mind. What we're doing right now might be a crime. <laughs> For my co-host, Jared, this is Steven. <laughs> For my host, Steven, this is Jared. I don't want to do crimes. I'm fine with it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.